enjoying our You Ask For It sermon series? How many of you guys enjoyed last week? Yeah. Amen. Last week, so if you don't know what this is, we do series at our church, uh, sermon series. We basically, uh, for the next couple of weeks, we're diving into a series of talks. Uh, around a month ago, we, we passed out surveys and we asked you guys, hey, uh, what are some just important questions you have? Are you curious of anything? Um, is there anything you want us to teach on or preach on? And um, we took the most frequently asked questions, and we're going to preach on them. Last week, we talked about addictions. How do I handle addictions? What am I going to do? How many of you guys are here for we're going to overcome addictions? How many of you guys were here for that? Awesome. Anybody enjoyed last week? Awesome. Tonight, we're talking about relationships and dating. So you want to pull out your notes. Um, it's going to be an awesome night. Um, yeah, let's get to it. We have around 18 minutes. Um, but first and foremost... Here's what I want to start with. So most of the questions that came from the survey, uh, the most frequently asked question was, uh, how do I know that he or she is the one? And, and, and how do I handle that? How do I know that he or she is the one, how to handle that? We're going to be tackling those questions tonight um, with, with three ways of us being better people. Um, so we're going to do that. I got some ground rules. Somebody say ground rules. Ground rule number one is uh, listen for yourself. Y'all hear? Don't, don't amen your neighbor. Don't. If you're next to your, your boyfriend girl, don't elbow them tonight. Mm-hmm. You hear that? No, no, no. Listen, tonight's not for the person next to you. Tonight's for you. All right? So listen for yourself. Secondly, ready? Secondly, listen to me. Listen to me. Do not filter today's talk with your past. Do, I'll say it again. Do not filter today's talk with your past. So when I'm talking about how to handle a situation or a relationship, don't reflect on how you've done things, but let's start doing things a different way. Let's be encouraged by our future and not be discouraged by our past. Because if you're looking at tonight's talk with the lens of every mistake you've ever made in a relationship, you probably won't be encouraged tonight, but you'll probably leave discouraged because you're focusing on all the negative that you've been through, all the negative relationships that you've gone through, all the wrong steps you've taken in the wrong direction. So don't focus on the past. And listen, it, when, when we are in Christ, we are a new creation. The old life is gone. The, old, the new has come. Anybody believe that? The new beginnings? Listen, with Jesus, there's a fresh start every single morning. Come on, you wake up. Listen, tonight, let it be a fresh start. In your relationship, let it be a fresh start. If you're seeking a relationship, let it be a fresh start. So, so don't try not to look at tonight through the through the, the the lenses of man. I've been through so much already, and I kind of messed up. Just let's let's start fresh tonight. Let's wipe it clean. You see, th that's the thing. When we come to Jesus with all of our dirt and our mess and our sin, man, just one act of uh, of, of repentance causes so much love and grace to be poured over us. Um, so let that grace and love pour over you this morning, this night. Amen? And lastly, if you're single, if you're dating, and you're married, um, we all need help to love like how God loves. So let's just set that this platform. Listen, if you're single, if you're dating, if you're married, we all need to learn how to love God's way. Because God is the example of love. Amen? He's the example of it. So those are the ground rules. Um, now, here's something I want to say off the bat. Here's something that's really bold, and you probably would expect this to come from your preacher boy that's uh, talking to you. 
at some point in your life. And I'm just going to say, even though it is a cliche and you probably heard it before, but listen, after deciding to follow Jesus, who you marry is the second most important decision you'll ever make in your entire life. Not your degree, not what car you got, not what hairstyle you have on today, but the second biggest decision after Christ is who you decide to marry. That's number one. Number two, the goal is to love Jesus. The goal is to love Jesus and love a person that loves Jesus. And the goal is to love a person that loves you and loves Jesus. So if you just, if you kind of just painted that picture real quick, I want you to think about you, that significant other, and the cross kind of right in the middle. And before they get to you, they need to cross through, the, through Jesus. They need to get through the cross. They need to get to Jesus first. And that should be the model. Listen, Bible says do not be unequally yoked. If you are going through some, some hard times in your, in your relationship or you have gone through bad relationships, if you want to prevent that, listen, let's start off just finding out if they love Jesus. Let's, is that first? Do you love Jesus? Because I, I want to be able to, to pray on our wedding day, and I, I want someone that has a prayer life on our, on our wedding day. I, I, want, I want to know that in, in the worst moments of my marriage, I can get with my wife, with my husband, and pray and, and, and pursue Jesus like never before. I want to know in moments that we're stressed, moments that we feel like we're out of it. I want to trust in your relationship with God to lean in behalf of yourself as I lean on my behalf. And I'm not going to let kind of like T-Mobile rollover minutes. There's no such thing as rollover spirituality in a relationship. You can't be saved by your partner. You guys both have to search and seek after Jesus. So that's like kind of like the platform of tonight. Number one, listen for yourself. Number two, don't filter your past. The old is gone. The new has come. Number three, if you're single, if you're dating, or you're married, we all need help to love like how God loves. Number four, the person you marry is the most important decision you make after deciding Jesus. And number five, the goal is to just love Jesus and love a person and hope that that person loves Jesus and loves you. Amen. I want to read to you a, a, a verse from Song of Songs. That's a book in the Bible, by the way. Song of Songs. It sounds hilarious, but I, I, I want you to just give you some context. So Solomon, somebody say Solomon. Solomon wrote the Song of Songs. Um, he, he actually wrote 1,005 songs, scholars believe. He penned out songs. Here's the thing. When you, when you have so many songs, you got you to gotta have like a best of, Right? You got to have like a best, like, y'all like a lot of songs, but you got like your best of playlist, right? Like the playlist of all playlists, the album of all albums. Solomon says this. I, I've written a lot of songs, but here, here's the song of songs. Kind of like saying th this is the best song of all that I've written. This is it. So that's, that's what, whenever you read the Bible and you see song of songs, you just, oh, pastor said one day, it's kind of like the, this is the best he got. He, he took all the mess. He put the best out there. Think of it like the phrase, the king of kings and the lord of lords. That's who God is. He is the king of all kings. He's the lord of all lords. This book is the song of all songs. Does that make sense? So Solomon's songs of songs. Really quickly, when, you re when you're reading Song of Songs, you're going to be seeing a lot of different characters show up. Three in particular. Um, and I'm just going to break it down. The lover that is, so if you take more time to read Song of Songs, it's honestly really beautiful. It's a beautiful passage. It really shows how uh, God really invented uh, just love and dating and sex and just everything in between. God invented that stuff. This is all his idea. Amen? So some, sometimes we think all that stuff comes from the world, so if we talk about it in church, it's weird. 
Uh, but actually, that is actually instituted by God. God gave men and women everything that they needed to have fun and to, to be together, to be unified in a safe space called marriage. Can I get an amen tonight? So, 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 so this doesn't come from the world. Sex doesn't come from the world. Sex is instituted by God. And, and that's, that's just the platform of tonight. So Song of Songs, uh, Solomon, his dad was King David. So this dude is a lover. David was a lover. He passed that on to his son. I mean, this is a loving family. Um, they're really out there. I, I, I want to read this to you because this is going to be the breakdown of tonight. I hope a transition happens in our mind when it comes to relationships because usually when it comes to picking a person, it's really all about the other person and nothing about yourself. When it comes to finding the one, it's really almost always about the one and not about yourself. And I want to read to you this because in, in this passage, so you have the lover, the lover that you see pop up in these, in, in these verses. The lover is Solomon. The beloved is his maiden. And the friends are the daughters of Jerusalem. So that's just who these people are. And it, it may sound a little weird, but I'm, I'm, it's going to make more sense when we read this verse. So this verse, watch this, it's coming from not Solomon, but from Solomon's lover. This is Solomon's lover writing about Solomon. Uh, if, you look at the, if you look at it through the eyes of, 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 of the maiden, the lover, the beloved, and, and you look at the lover, Solomon, this verse here, these verses, it, it, it is not Solomon uh, 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 talking about himself, but, but, but his lover talking about Solomon. Does that make sense? So let him, him is who? Him is Solomon. And, and, and let him who, who's saying that is Solomon's lover. Does that make sense? We're going to move forward. Here we go. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. For your love is more delightful than wine. Pleasing is the fragrance of your perfume. Your name is like perfume poured out. No wonder why the maidens love you. Basically, no wonder why so many people just love you. No wonder, no wonder why all the girls in church want to be with you. No, no wonder why every time you walk into a place, kind of the atmosphere changes. You see, it, and we look at this, guys, am I alone? We look at this and like, man, she loves Solomon. She is like, wow. Let, let's read that again. Let's read that. Can we go back to that? Verse 1. Can we go back to verse 1? Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. Let him have me. Because his love is more delightful than wine. You haven't tasted anything until you tasted my man. And you ain't tasted my man. When a woman's talking like that about her man, that just triggers something in me as a man. I'm like, wow, that is love right there. Like, she, she loves that dude. But she doesn't stop. Pleasing is the fragrance of your perfumes. Ooh, that Calvin Klein is great. Your name. When I, when, when I hear your name, it's like someone poured out perfume. It's like, it's like, it's like a, a great smell just came into the room and someone said your name. No wonder why all the ladies love you. Ladies love me. Listen, all that comes from the Bible, y'all. Y'all got no idea. She's bragging about her man. She loves her man. Listen, men, uh, guys, the goal is to marry a woman like this that just loves you, wakes up thinking about you, smells your morning breath and says, wow, can it get any better? Just kidding. Man, I love him. 
I, I love his, his, just his presence. Man, that's the goal. And, and, and here's the thing. We, we, we can literally think, guys and girls, how do I get that guy that's just going to love me and love me all the time? How do I get that guy? We're looking at the verse, follows the line. How do I get that girl? What church she go to? Where's she at? Is she here? I'm probably not looking hard enough. Listen, I want us to graduate from the, the question, hear me, how do I get them to how, I do, how do I get there? Does that make sense? Instead of asking the question, how do I get him or her, listen, you've already asked the wrong question. The question is, how do I be like Solomon? The question isn't, how do I find that girl that's just going to love me forever and ever? Listen, that's part of it, but the main part of it is being someone that you can love. The, the main part of finding the one is being the one. So let's just graduate from that concept that God sent me a girl like this, but God sent me, sent me to a place that I could find someone that's going to see that in me. I could be Solomon and, and not just search for the results of who he is. Does that make sense? Imagine a bunch of Solomons walking everywhere. You, you'll see more women like this. You'll see more women that just love their man the way he is. And, and females, stay with me. We're going to be looking at traits of this verse and breaking it down on how we're supposed to live, focusing on being the one and, and not actually looking for one. And don't be discouraged because we're talking about God. Listen, I, I really believe that these truths that we're going to pull from this verse, it's going to be just just past genders, past everything. It's just going to be for you. Amen? So let's read the first part of this verse again. Verse 1. Uh, let's read it together. Let him kiss me with his kisses of his mouth, for your love is more delightful than wine. The first step in being the person, you guys here? The first step, all eyes on me, please. The first step in being the person that someone is going to love, like the maiden loves Psalm, the first step, ready? I want you to write this down. It, it, you got you to gotta know how to love. Uh, let's focus, write this down, on his love. Let's focus on that for just a moment. Solomon's love. Let's focus on it. His love. She says, his love is more delightful than wine. That is a great compliment. His love is more delightful than wine. Let me read to you a verse, Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loves at all times. So there's a connection between being a friend and loving. And you see the maiden is looking at Solomon. She's saying, Solomon, the way you love is put the verse up. Keep verse 1 up until we go to the next verse. Keep up. Your, your love is more delightful than wine. When I get a taste of your love, it is pleasing to me. It's pleasing. The way, the way you kind of just like love people, it, it's really outstanding. I mean, if anyone gets a taste of your love, they, they, they found something great. Not just me as your lover, but, man, your friends, man, they've gotten a taste of your love. They know you're a good friend. They know you really care. Man, the leaders around you, man, they've talked to you long enough. They know you got something good. They know you're walking with some different type of love. And that love that you're giving, that love that you're pouring out to everyone, 
is more delightful than wine. Listen, friend, if we're going to be focusing on the one that our one wants to meet, we need to first know how to love people. Here's some good questions I want you to write down. Do I only love those that love me? If I'm going to work on being the person that the, the person I want to meet, the, the person that I want, the, 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 the maiden that I'm expecting, I want that love, I want that partner, I want to, to love Jesus and love a guy, love a girl, whatever your, your, your conversation is, you need to first just learn how to love people that don't love you. That's a good question. Do I only love people that love me? Another question, am I pursuing unconditional love or am I just satisfying with that I'm human? I mean, like, does my, does my love for people just kind of just go on and go on and go on and go on? You see, what I've, what I've really noticed with Christians is that we really ask for grace a lot, but it's kind of much more harder to just give grace. It's really easy to ask for grace. Oh, can you just give me grace? Oh, can you just forgive me? Oh, can you just, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But, but how many times are we giving grace? How many times are we letting people get another chance? You'll be in a terrible position in a relationship if you have no grace for the other person. You'll be such, such in, a, in a bump, 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 because you've been given grace by God, and if you've received the love by God in a true and honest way, that's what you reciprocate on people. My only point tonight, the way you love others is an indication of how much you love God. The way you love others. The way you love others is an indication of how much you actually love God. I can't find a good girl. You're not sending good love. You see, when, when you don't work on being a better person, you settle for those who don't look for the qualities that you're trying to look for. You settle. You settle. Oh, Pastor, I'm not like that. I'm not a prayer warrior. Okay? You settle for someone less. Oh, Pastor, I, I'm not a worshiper at heart. I don't love people past their flaws. I don't give people second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth chances. Listen, if you have received God, you can give love. Let me read to you a scary verse. 1 Corinthians 3.16, do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells within you? That verse is, is kind of, do you not know that you have the Holy Spirit in you? Do you not know that you can walk in this thing, talk in this thing? God is in you. He wants to work something through you. So the first step in, in kind of being the one, the first step in kind of being that person, because we graduated, we graduated. I'm not focusing on the person I'm focusing on me. I'm not focusing on the guy and the girl that God has for me. I'm focusing on being the guy and the girl that God wants me to be. And when I focus on these things, if I know how to love, man, I want my spouse, I want my, my wife, I want my husband to say, man, if, you, if anyone gets a taste of his love, of her love, man, it's sweeter than wine. It's more delightful than wine. If anybody just comes around the circumference of this, if you get a conversation with my man, you're going to leave like, man, are you single? But he's taken. He's mine. We want people to brag about us, but we don't want to be worthy of being bragged about. We gotta step up into what God wants. We gotta start loving people like never before. Listen, you wanna find a man, love somebody. And just take the love that you've been given and reciprocate it on people. The way you love others is an indication of how much you love God. I had a friend once, he said, yo, my, friend, my, my girlfriend keeps cheating on me. I'm just going to leave it there and take a sip. 
It's like, how? How, how does she keep cheating on you? He goes, she's always having long conversations with other dudes. And she doesn't talk to me for long. I was like, all right, bro, do you actually care about her? Do you ask her how was your day? Are you, are you like, what are the questions these guys are asking? Because it sounds like they really care. It, it sounds like they're really kind of interested in her. And, and we came to the conclusion that his relationship with her was at a cliff. The passion and the sight only went so far, but now it came time to love the soul of that girl. So sight brought you to this point in a relationship. What you see, what you saw brought you up here, but now it's time to step out and loving her soul, loving her personality. And now you got a hot girlfriend, but y'all don't talk. And now your man has an eight-pack, but he doesn't know your favorite color. And, and, and why does that happen? Why does that happen? It's because we've learned sometimes to operate the world operates by sight and not by faith. And some of that ideology seeps into our relationships. And we say, I'm really going to work off what I see and not off how she feels and not of who she is, and not of what she's going through and what's happening. Listen, friend, if you're going to be a person that is worth loving, you need to be a person that's loving. You need to be a person that's caring. You need to be a person that's just reaching out. I, I want my girlfriend, my boyfriend, my, my, my man, my woman, my, my wife, my husband, I, I want them to look at me and say, wow, if anyone gets a taste of their love, man, it, it, it's, it's more delightful than wine. Go back to that first verse, please. You got more delightful than wine. So we focused on his love. Look at the next part of this verse. In, in verse 2, I love this. More delightful than wine. Pleasing is the fragrance of your perfumes. Pleasing is the fragrance of your perfumes. 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 That was a perfume. It was just perf. Perfume. Pleasing is the fragrance of his perfume. We talked about his love. Now we're going to talk about his presence. You know, you ever heard of a, of a fragrance, a perfume? That means that you probably haven't said anything, but just you walking by, you changed the way it smelled in that area. Like you ever sprayed nice cologne on and just walk into a room and you know people are going to be like, man, he smells good. She smells great. I saw once my, uh, a girl getting ready. They called a splash. She sprayed ahead of her and walked into it. You know when you walk by somebody, they're going to be like, wow. That's why you spray like that. Just so if they just walk by you, they smell it. Oh, my God, it smells amazing. It smells awesome. Listen. What are you carrying on you? You guys here tonight? What, not in you. I want to talk about what are you, what are you carrying on you that it, it's kind of smelly. Am I loving people, but am I carrying bitterness? Am I loving people and carrying gossip? Am I loving people and carrying jealousy? Am I loving people and, and, and bringing down a room? Am I loving people and discouraging others? Or when I walk into a room, does it automatically just smell a little bit better? When I walk into a circle, am I bringing down the environment or uplifting people? 
She's like, listen, when you see my man, he's going to smell good. When he walks by, you're going to know he was there. There's evidence of who he was because things begin to change around him. When, when you walk into your house, does, does the environment just get a little better? It's, it's, it's more of like walking in the presence of mind that you are a son and a daughter of God. And that you have something called the presence of God, the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Listen, because you walk into a grocery store, that grocery store just became a little revival shop. And if you would just open up your mouth and speak life, I promise you people are going to be like, wow, there's something different about you. There's something different about the way you carry yourself, the way you talk, the way you communicate. You have a gentleness to you, but also like this affirmation to you. And you look at them and say, listen, that is the affirmation that I have from God because he loves me and now I'm able to love others. So, so, so his love, we focus on his love, we got to focus on his presence, the fact that he walks in. I mean, like, he's making, I can imagine the maid saying, when Solomon walks around, some, they just feel better. Like, they honestly just feel like they can make it another day. Like, when people leave conversations with my man, like, they leave the conversation believing in themselves and believing for more. And believing that God is on their side. Believing that they're, they're full of grace and full of wisdom. The presence of my man. I love 1 John 4, 7. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. So we're really called to step into the love that the maid is speaking of. The love, man, I'm called to love people. And then I'm called to walk with this fragrance of love. Walk not with bitterness, not with gossip, because you can love people and still hurt people if you're insensitive. So it's time to graduate to then say, I'm not going to just love people, but I'm also going to walk with this fragrance of love. And just resonate that. Let's read the last verse. I love it. Pleasing the fragrance of your perfume. And the last part of that verse, let's throw it up, please. Your name is like perfume poured out. No wonder why the maidens love you. Your, your name. So first she talks about his love. Hear me? Talks about his love. Then she talks about his presence. And now she's talking about his name. Listen, your reputation may be the only thing that's going to lead you to finding someone that's good. You guys here tonight? Reputation. Can you write that down on your, on, on your notes? Reputation. Reputation. It says in Proverbs 22.1, a good name is to be more desired than great wealth. Favor is better than silver and gold. A good name is more desired than wealth. What, what, what is he saying in this proverb? He's saying this, listen, you, you want money? Listen, if you have a good name and if people speak well about you, that is more important to God than the amount of money you have in the bank. The fact that someone can talk about you and literally say, man, he is a genuine good God. She is a genuine and good girl. She loves God. She loves the ministry. She's planted in the house of God. Come on, she's independent. She's a worshiper. He's a prayer warrior. Listen, a good reputation goes so far. How many times do we love people? How many times do we have a great presence but a bad reputation? A bad reputation. And we go to God and say, God, why am I still single? Why can't I keep relationships longer than a month? Why can't I keep doing, why can't I ever progress in this area? And God is saying, listen, come closer to me so that I can clean up your reputation. 
Listen, you don't fix your reputation. God fixes your reputation. You don't clean your record up. Jesus wipes away every sin, past, present, and future. So maybe you're saying, Pastor, I've been a great person these last six months. Pastor, I, I mean, I, I've really been loving people. I've really been, put, I've really been empowering people. Yes, yeah, so now it's time to walk and get closer to God. Because the more you're closer to God, the cleaner your name is wiped off and the more people see Jesus. Reputation. Reputation is so important. Reputation means I'm not just going to act. I'm going to care how other people receive the way I acted. In other words, I'm not, ju- I'm not just going to do something, but how are the people around me affected by what I do? How, how, how is that changing them? How is that affecting them? Because that affects my reputation. And as we get closer to God, he cleans up our reputation. Amen? So you have, you have the maid. Talk about Solomon. I mean, she's gassing him up, right? Man, his love. If you encounter his love you'll find it more delightful than wine. Man, 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 his fragrance. I mean, like when he walks into a room, things begin to change around him. When she walks into a room, come on, there's just this grace that's over him, that's over, I can't explain it, but it really just encourages me. And lastly, man, his reputation, man, he's known to be a good guy. She is well known that she is a, a person after God's heart. Is your reputation known to be snappy towards people or to point people towards Jesus? Is your reputation knowing to being salty or knowing to be sweet in the presence of Jesus? Listen, it's time to really start caring about how people think of us because the, the, the word really points at, at just loving God and loving people. And a lot of times as Christians, we get comfortable with just the loving God part. I love God. And that's it. Yeah, but I, I want to be, be like Solomon. I, I, I want to have this. I want to be able to get to a place. That, that I just love people uncontrollably. And, and, and that when I step into a room, I'm stepping in with a fragrance of love. I'm not bringing people down. And I'm not discouraging people. But I'm raising people up. And lastly, my reputation goes ahead of me. And God builds my reputation. Because I'm building a relationship with God. He's building my reputation. Amen? Come on, every head by every eye close. Okay, I'm the one. I'm ready to go. I got all these three taken over. I'm ready. Listen to me. Every head by back close. It takes two to tango. When you're obsessed with somebody and and they're not feeling the same way, that's called being a stalker. And I'm just going to say it like that. It, it, It takes two to tango. Pastor, you don't understand that. I've been loving this girl since the sixth grade. Does she love Jesus? And here's the reason why. You got to think ahead. Listen, we don't date to feel good. We date to marry. We don't date to, to, to just pass a checkpoint. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm not here to, to bring people down. I, I want to be the person that God wants me to be. I want to be ready for a relationship. That when God organizes it and brings someone, come on, in my direction and where I'm headed, I pray something just comes to life. Come on, I want to be a person of good reputation. I want to be a person who's known for loving. I want to be a person who's known for that. Every, just every time I walk into a room, come on, I'm walking with the presence of God. The, the atmosphere is changing and things are changing. Come on, every head by every eye close. I want to read to you a verse. Songs of Songs, chapter 2, verse 5 through 7. Daughters of Jerusalem, 
I charge you by the gazelles and by the doves of the field. Do not arouse or awaken love until the soul desires. What, what, what Solomon is saying, listen, don't stir up love prematurely. Don't, don't stir it up until you're ready for it. Until you're ready for it. I'd rather be single and loving Jesus than to be in a relationship and far from Jesus. I'd rather be in the presence of God and chasing and being the person he's called me to be than to settle for a relationship that's going to lead me towards a life away from the plan of God. It's the, it's the biggest decision after saying yes to Jesus. And I know you've had some bad takes because I've had some too. I know you've had some bad tries because I've had some too. But man, there's a new and there's a fresh start in the name of Jesus. That you can actually walk in a new destiny and in a new night and to be a better person. Come on, every head bow, every eye close. You see, friend, that fresh start isn't only for relationships. But tonight you can make a decision that will give your whole soul and future a fresh start. You see, the Bible says to be saved, you just have to open your mouth and confess from your heart. Listen, if you're here tonight and you want to make a decision to say yes to Jesus for the very first time, I'm going to ask you to count of three, unashamed, unafraid, just to shoot your hand up right where you're at. Come on, every head bow, every eye closed, everyone sit still, nobody moving. If you want to make a decision right now to say yes to God, I just want to notify you on the count of three, shoot your right hand up on the count of three, ready? One, two, three. If you want Jesus, hands up, hands up, hands up. Awesome, 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 okay. Everyone, please rise up tonight. Can you rise up? And can you just hold the hand of the brother and sister next to you? We're going to pray really quickly. Let me just give this to you really quickly. Let me just give this to you. Ready? Ready? Time to be the one. T time to walk in a person that's just loving. T time to walk with a presence that's just changing. And, and it's time to walk in a reputation that God sets before us. Come on, let's pray the service out. We got after party right after this. We're going to be opening this door and heading right outside to the after party. Come on, every head bowed, every eye closed in this place. Come on, somebody say, Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Lord, tonight, bless me. Help me, Lord. I'm not looking for a person. I'm looking to be the person. I'm not having expectations for other people, but I'm setting expectations for myself. Lord, help me find the person that I'm supposed to be with. Walk me in this walk. I need you more than ever. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. Somebody shout amen tonight. Somebody shout amen.